Ho, ho, holy cow, Michelle. Christmas is right around the corner, and it's time to start shopping. It sure is time, and I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the type of shop where I can find both the outfit and the gift. Know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. We're too busy to be going from store to store around here. But lucky for us, our favorite boutique is right down the block, Vintage Charm. Oh, talk about reducing some of the seasonal stress. You know, I hear that, and beyond the convenience factor, Vintage Charm is one of the cutest curated stores ever. It's so festive and their inventory is endless. I'm obsessed with their velvet knotted headbands and their holiday platters. Such cute gifts, but at the same time, I want it all for myself. Same, I worship their dresses and so does everyone else every time I wear one. Whether you live three blocks away like myself or clear across the country, you can totally shop online or in the store. Yes, and be sure to use our code, the Sister Project 15 for 15% off of your entire online or in-store purchase. This code is good for one purchase until December 31st, so be sure to get your gifts and holiday outfits taken care of all at once. You'll be happy you did, and so will your to-do list. And remember, when you shop at Vintage Charm, you're supporting a small, local, woman-owned and run business. Mm, happy holidays! Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, ho. <laughs> this is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So mm -hmm. if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm your host, Lauren Massarella, being joined by my co-host and my sister, Michelle Anderson. Ah, yep, that's me. How you doing there, sis? I'm good. You guys, it might sound a little funny. We're not on our, um, our high tech yeah, uh, swanky equipment. setup. <laughs> we are doing this via Zoom because we're just trying not to give or get COVID. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> so before we roll into, we have such an exciting podcast for you guys today. If you saw the title of it, you might already know what's going on, but we're going to save all that juicy detail for the, um, for the meaty part of the conversation. Before we dive in, we have an awesome review that came in late last night by one of our loyal listeners, Ashley Brooks. Okay, Lauren, I'll take it from here. She says, I look forward to listening to your podcast every single week. My favorite is when you crack each other up so much that you can't even speak and you sound like a couple of beach balls with their air being squeezed out. I have laughed out loud and burst into tears on so many walks since I've discovered you that I can't count and I recommend you to all my friends. I have a hookah party friend group that meets every solstice to talk about what we're going through and I've recommended your podcast to all of them. You've inspired me to embrace a cozy Norwegian lifestyle. Love you both. Happy New Year and keep the good content coming. Wow. Happy Ashley. New Year to you, Ashley. We are little beach balls. <laughs> totally I'm going to turn into, turn into a beach ball. And so am I hanging out with you. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a, I know what I love. I love, yes, the beach ball reference. I love that she has a hygge group who she meets with every solstice to talk about what they're freaking going through. And I don't know if that means both the good, the bad, the hard and the easy and the celebratory, but I think it probably means everything. And I love that. Yeah, that's just the tradition behind it alone is so great. 
setting goals. Speaking of, we didn't touch on this. It's the new year. Are you setting goals? I mean, I have very personal and professional goals. Do you have any you want to put out in the universe? I'm just saying. I I do. I have some. I think I'm going to reset some of my health stuff and clean up my act a little bit. You know, I've been talking about getting banged up over the past year. Um, the gut is <laughs> needs to be reset. I think it's time. To I love reduce. when you say banged. I love when you say banged yeah. up. <laughs> well, that's what it is. <laughs> um, okay. And, and then of course, always goals, work goals, but oh my God. Who cares? You've got kids in the background, Michelle. We got to, mm-hmm. life goes on. I know. As long Ryan, as you're going to grab one. one. Okay. Um, and just as far as, no, I just want to like get my shit in order. I, the new year, like I, I do kind of believe sometimes that the new year thing, it's kind of like hokey and like, I want to, you know, I do like reset this time of year, but really it's just like cleaning up my act a little, getting organized. My house is being put back together because we haven't been able to go anywhere. So just focusing on just yeah, cleaning up internal the internal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What I do I do? You. Um, I put it out there already. I started and it's not easy, but I'm, I'm, my goal is by 2023, like as we roll into next year, I have a book done. Wow. Um, that's a very big personal goal. Well, I've been wanting to do that for years and it's mm-hmm. a now or never kind of thing. Um, I've started it. And then other things, I love the idea that you said reset. Like I like just like, it's almost like just pressing a button and just getting my shit together um, with the announcement we're making today. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that I'm working on resetting there in regards mm. to um, just the intake of food, uh, types totally. of food, which I usually do pretty You're well good. on, but you know, sneaky, sneaky, carbies, lots of yeah, carbs. <laughs> well, you can. And then um, professional goals in regards to TSP, the sister project. Dude, I am so game on for more candles, a spring summer line coming out, fall, another winter I want to see products like hats, slippers we talked about. I want video content up. I want more efficient social media stuff running for us. I've got, I've got goals the size of Sears fucking tower. Thank God you're my partner because your goals are my goals Uh, and vice versa. So there you go, girl. You guys, we are wishing you all a very happy, please stay healthy and a very cozy new year. You know, 2022, just because we're rolling the calendar doesn't mean things are going to change. But hopefully um, we start navigating in a much more comfortable direction. So we hope you enjoy this really, really exciting episode. I just want to say thank you to all the people who have reached out in the past. And I anticipate that we'll hear from some of our beautiful, lovely followers. You guys, thank you for supporting us this year in all different aspects, professionally and personally. We fucking love you guys don't we michelle i was gonna say i'll drink to that but i'm trying not to do that as much you try not to get banged up yeah (laughs) all right you guys stay cozy enjoy the episode what are you doing over there i'm just looking to see what the oh okay i was just looking to see what the full name of the movie i saw was called last night and what movie was it spider-man no way home how was it it was so good. I took my kids and their cousins, Louie and Tori, and um, I will say the movie theater experience, it feels a little bit like a war-torn nation. Um, there's just like nothing on the shelves. Like the only option at those big, awesome pot machines was like Coke Zero, which is two thumbs down. <laughs> like the kids, all they wanted were Slurpees. 
and popcorn and couldn't even get a Slurpee. But you couldn't get popcorn? You can get a popcorn, but you couldn't get a Slurpee. Why? Because a lot of stuff was like, it's like shut down. Like there's just oh, like, God. like two people work. Remember in the olden days when you go to see a movie and there'd be like, it wasn't like glamorous or anything, nothing like the fancy theaters now, but at least there was like, I remember there being like 12 people standing behind a counter and they all had candy in front of them and you got to see yeah. all these things. And that was like a big part of the experience. Now it was like, hello, is there any way I could get a pack <laughs> a of snow No. <laughs> How about a Slurpee? Ow. I hate, I used to love snow caps, but like now I hate them. They're chocolate chips with yeah. like, what are those things yeah. called? Peripherals? Peripherals? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Those little But they have that funny, toppers. they have that funny little name. I used to like milk duds was my choice. Milk duds candy. are good, but talk about pulling out a cavity. Oh, Michelle, yeah. We've got so much to get to. I feel like mm. I've got a stack of books I want to tell you that I'm reading, a book I just read. Mm. And I think we'll get there, but I think we should share some really exciting news because you know what? Christmas 2021, I couldn't believe it. I was thinking about this. I was like, when people are like, we're two years into a pandemic and I literally had to like go back and do the math. Yeah. Like all of 2020, right? Started yep. in March. Yep. Now we're here, December, 2021. And uh -huh. yeah, we're still, still in it. In some ways it feels more intense than it did the first time around. Well, I feel like it totally does, except for the fact that people are at least getting vaccinated or are vaccinated. And so it's like less as scary, but now mm -hmm. it's just like every, like you look at someone oh, and yeah. you get COVID. COVID's, COVID's closing in. Big time. I mean, I'm living <laughs> with it right now. I mean, not me personally, but it's, I mean, we still haven't officially well, taken, Ryan, Ryan hasn't yeah. taken the positive test and the negative test to say he's all free and clear. I saw a funny thing from, if, if you're not following Gary Janetti, dear listeners, please do. Gary Janetti usually kind of rips on um, the royal family and it's kind of fun <laughs> and entertaining, but now he's just doing like, he just types shit up and posts it. And it says now there's, he's like, the CDC is now saying, if you think you have COVID long enough, you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mia came downstairs yesterday and she was like, I'm feeling like I have some symptoms and I'm like are you feeling symptoms or are you just conjuring up imagining in your head? <laughs> and she's like probably that and I literally showed her that 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 yeah and we laughed and then do you remember those Christmas ornaments I believe grandma Manos and I feel like mom had them too they were round styrofoam balls yeah and you would poke yeah the sequence I had them they that they look like COVID COVID it's they look COVID like COVID Christmas. balls mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. next year I know it's probably like too late to do it but I think for 2022 Christmas I'm gonna make everyone a COVID ball just in remembrance of well COVID well that's a great idea I'll give you the name of Ryan's um Uncle Jim's wife Rochelle she <laughs> is very skilled at crafting those so she can give I you love all them. the tips on how to make those beautiful COVID Christmas balls I love them okay moving on from COVID because that's depressing Michelle yeah is there anything I feel more like fun anything I, better than that? I think that our listeners would maybe want got? to hear a story of Christmas 2021 that's a little bit more uplifting Let's, what do you say I think that it's time for you to tell us <clears> the story the story is coming to the world in July 2022 I'm gonna have a baby
finally you get to tell the world. It's a little nerve wracking saying that, but yeah, we're pregnant. We're having a baby. Oh, Lauren, you need to go back now and tell like the story from the beginning because you've been a little bit of a liar and a very good actress for quite some time. Oh my God, there's been so much lying and so much acting. Unreal. Um, We're so excited. Oh my God. Okay, well, let's, yeah, let's kind of go back. Well, first of all, I was trying to do the math and I have to say that we've probably been actively trying for like just having sex without, you know, worrying Mm -hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. for like go back five years but like Whoa. really actively like seeing doctors IUIs two to three years because you know the first the, when you go in there they're like go try if you can't for a year you don't get yeah but once you get a little bit older they're like six months right so it's been going on for a long time I, I would Quite say about ride. that long I wouldn't say actively actively for five years I would say there was like less caring and it was yeah. like just no pull and whatever, pray. Remember that whatever happens, whatever happens, instead of like, please don't get pregnant. It was like, eh, if I get pregnant, it's no big deal. And then it came to a point where it's like, cool, I'm older now. And it's apparently pretty hard to get pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yes. That's when you entered the being a contestant of yeah. the, the pregnancy. Game oh, the show. game show, the game yeah. show. But now yeah. it seems like you've traversed a little bit and you're in a little bit of a different game show. This is a different, different game ride. show different game show. Yeah. And I'll say like to put everything in perspective, I think we did three IUIs and then we jumped right into IVF right when COVID started. Is that right? Oh my God. I can't even, I honestly can't even remember. Or maybe it was after COVID started. I can't remember Michelle. In any case, no, we started, I'm sorry. We started IVF in 2021. IUIs were in 2020. Yes. And then, um, the first round, you know, I think it's interesting just for maybe women going through the same thing. The first round, we got those 11 eggs. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went into shock and realized, oh, nothing Not can come of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing, zero. So all that just down, that was that, that was that, that chapter closed. And then we did that second round where we got eight embryo, eight eggs and a couple embryos. We put one in, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of started to like, not talk about it as much because I was like, Oh my God, this is really hard. Mm -hmm. And it's not like IVF with the first time around is kind of fun and exciting. And then disappointment sets in and you're like, okay, it's not that fun and exciting anymore. It's actually really hard and scary. So then Um, you kind of did the no talkie. Yeah, it. I did do the no talking about it. I didn't mind talking about it. Like people yeah. would ask, I was told it was like to maintain that. your emotional, st- like st- to keep you like, I feel like when you go from the highs to lows, it's so uh, miserable sharing the you're excited and then you got to break the news and then you feel like right. you're talking about the news that's not what and you then wanted it's real sad so and it's real sad exactly and then this third time around so the third time around this is kind of cool because the third time around we did it in October mm-hmm. so it was like my birthday okay. I was going through IVF yep and then I got a weekend off and I was trying so hard to have a lot of fun and get a little drunk on Halloween but I was so constipated and I couldn't right. even catch a buzz because if you go back a couple episodes I had to manually remove <laughs> yep yep yes you did yes you did and that was from all of the uh oh god the, I don't know some this, medication the, mm-hmm. progesterone so, probably something. maybe I don't even remember in any case and then 
um, we popped into embryos and I think it was November 9th, we got a, um, a positive, a call from the nurse and I, sh I answered the phone and I said, listen, whatever the news is, I just want you to know that we are game to do this again. Like we're not giving up. And her name is nurse Christine. She's a lovely, lovely woman. And she said, okay, I hear you, but I have some good news for you. And that's when she told Anthony and I, and it was a magical moment. Okay. And that was at the time, because this is where I try to figure out where I dropped off. I know it's not about me. This is about you. But let's make it about you. <laughs> but there was a period of time where I was like, so she's going no talky and I don't want to ask too many questions and I'm just going to just go with it. And now at this point you're pregnant. Okay. And I don't know this. All right. Yes. The date of your pregnancy was, what did you say? November? What is when you determined you're pregnant? November nine. Mm -hmm. And you had been at that point yawning and <laughs> all like, I'd see you at 10 sleeping the on the job. And I'd be like, Oh my God, she's really those fertility meds. I don't know what they're giving her, but they are sure making her tired because crap, she was, she's only been up for two hours and she's already yawning and we've got about 17 hours of work to do. And then so tired. Oh, and then I saw you, we were going to the vintage charm event and mm -hmm. you were a little frazzled that day. And I was like, uh -huh. you know what? I know what might make her mood a little bit better. And I showed you, we were driving the car and I said, Michelle, oh my God, look at this photo. And I almost crashed my car, even though I was driving it out of your excitement. <laughs> yep. I was really caught off guard and really surprised and really excited. It was so exciting to share it with you. I know. It was, but you, you are, you and Anthony are the masters of sharing big news in a surprising fashion and really like turning things around because then for Christmas, when it came time, like that's yes. my favorite part of your whole yeah, story. Because, yeah. Cause fast forward throughout all of this, I pretend drank my boobs got massive, but I was trying to cover the growing breasts with look, I'm still drinking. So I'm not pregnant. Mm -hmm. You're just looking at my boobs. A lot of mm -hmm. comments on the boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Which was kind of funny Buckle because <laughs> I, they're going to be huge, aren't they? <laughs> Anthony cannot wait. Walk along. He can't wait. So then, yeah, fast forward. And then we decided, um, we, I, I, I told just some of my, like, like, like just like three other people, I wanted to just tell a few people that because of just the, the just in case, do you know what I mean? The just in case. So I had like a little bit of like a support system. Yeah. But then for Christmas, we decided, um, yeah, we were going to tell, mm. oh, this is mm. so sad and exciting because sadly you weren't there for it because you nope. were in a COVID home. <laughs> yep. Couldn't go to be with my family for the announcement of the new baby. <laughs> that was really sad. It was, I it felt was so sad. I really did. I felt so bad that you cried a lot that be there. It's tears of joy and sorrow. It sucked. Plus you kind of weren't, you were very much in the know and you're, you know, I know that Ryan had finally, Ryan had disclosed that you actually did tell him I so did. that he did know that's okay. I mean, we got to tell our partners, you got to tell somebody, I, I have a feeling that maybe you told a couple other people I didn't. on the deal. Ask okay, anyone. No. Ask anyone. Oh. Lisa, we joke Honestly, that I'm going to bring my close witnesses to the table <laughs> so they can acknowledge that the first time that they learned of your pregnancy was on Christmas day. 
Because you guys Thank have to you. understand, sometimes I used to call Michelle Loose Lips Larry or Big mm-hmm. Mouth Barry because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you tell her something and then all of a sudden everyone knew. So I told her, I was like, listen, if I tell you this, this is like, I, you, I think I made you swear in your children, which is kind of rude. But I mean, when you want I a secret kept, do you bring the children I, involved? I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> and then what we did was we just... Um, so for my family and Anthony's family, we, we said, Hey, we're, we have, we wrapped up a little, um, canvas, which is, we put the ultrasound in, you know, I got the ultrasound made, but I will tell you that Anthony made all of the canvases himself. He glued them on with rubber cement, the photos on the canvas. So and then he wrote your new baby cousin. Cause he's got mm-hmm. really nice penmanship. And then I added glitter around it and we sat down all of the kids with the family and we're like, listen, you guys just, let's just have us open your gifts first because we're doing a, like a, an experience gift. And we made it sound like you guys are all getting the same gift. So why not just open them at the same time? So they don't get ruined again. And very good at the, very good at the luring in and the making people believe exceptional exceptional actually well mm-hmm. this is why mm-hmm. i should be an fbi informant yes, because i yes. can fool anyone <laughs> you, you fooled the whole room <laughs> i fooled the whole room both families too and so we sat everyone down and michelle was on facetime and i was like okay you guys merry christmas open your presents and it took a minute for the kids yep. to get it even my our nephew max nicole's youngest um her son goes oh lolo got me a photo of fetus max fetus max <laughs> I love that he used the scientific term. Who says fetus? He's a very smart young boy. I know. And then, you know, even dad didn't know. And so he was, he punched me in the arm later after he cried. Anthony and I had a bet on the way. He goes, your dad's going to cry. I'm like, uh, you are, that's wishful thinking. He is not going to, he's going to go, oh, 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 real nice kid. Something like that. And he, mm-hmm. Michelle, wiping which and I couldn't so, believe it like uncharacteristic of our dad just like faucet crying yeah very uncharacteristic but he came up to me later he's like I've been so worried about you and I'm like why I know he's just like I've just spent months being concerned I know you wanted this and I've just been so like worried and so I think that was a combination and he was mm. bummed I didn't tell him before and him, really you know what and relieved. Yes. I think he was mm-hmm. very relieved and he was bummed. I didn't tell him before. And I'm like, you know what, dad, I tell you everything you, I needed you to be in on this surprise because yeah. you deserve a good little. Yeah, yeah. 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 And a nice boost, a real jo- joy booster too. Yeah. Good to surprise. A great Those are surprise. good. Yeah. So Nicole and Nikki then went into the Arsenio hall, like the arm ooh, pump. Ooh. <laughs> Only our family brings in like Jerry Springer. (laughs) And then the next day we did the same thing with Anthony's family. And it was so exciting. Candy, Candy squirted out so many tears. My mother-in-law has been waiting like 40 years since Anthony's been born for him to have a child. So she was so excited. We got the whole family. Um, That was really exciting too. And then my little nephew, Michael started crying and Anthony and I were Yeah, because we have mixed feelings. We think he was crying out of excitement and like just so much energy, but also because he adores Uncle Quarty is what they call Anthony. And And Anthony will like drop, Anthony like drives him to St. Louis for like hockey tournaments. And I think Michael now knows that those days might be done. That is (laughs) so cute. Can you please tell our listeners 
what An one of the things Anthony is most excited about doing when the you love this so I, I, I tell it, this is actually something I put on a billboard and I announced it <laughs> on 290. I it's the because it it I think that it really paints a picture of the kind of person and daddy yeah. going to be I mean not a lot of guys think about things like this Hello, weird internet friend. I want to share a very cozy and inspiring story with you. There once was a man who was known as Mr. Dumpling. Mr. Dumpling immigrated all the way over from former Czechoslovakia, where he trained as a German sausage maker. Eventually, over time, he opened a butcher shop of his own. Eager to keep their culture alive and not wanting anyone to miss out on some good gravy, Mrs. Dumpling insisted they include traditional Czechoslovakian bread dumplings with every roast they sold. The dumplings were a hit. They became so popular that Mr. Dumpling himself began selling them out of a red wagon throughout the city. And that is how our favorite dumpling house, Chateau Dumplings, started back in the mid-1900s right here in Chicago. Chateau Dumplings are so good. We are in love with them and always have been. Since they're basically a delicious gravy sponge, they make for the perfect accompaniment for meats and stews. No gravy shall be left behind. They also make for the tastiest of holiday stuffing as they're perfectly moist, never soggy, and always extra cozy. Chateau dumplings are local to Chicago grocers like Jewel and Mariano's, but to shop online and peruse recipes, please head to www.chateaufoods.com. Yeah, Anthony cannot wait until he has like a little tiny baby and that he can give them like washcloth, washcloth baths, like in a little sink Tub. or like those plastic tubs. And like he practices it. He like pretend he's lifting an arm lifting and an arm. washes it, washes it underneath and dabs it with a little wet washcloth. He cannot wait to give to the give baby a bath. A sponge bath. <laughs> sponge bath. Uh-oh. You, so you better lock your doors. You better lock your I mean, I Joe, I mean, he yeah, he I got it. He's he's the ladies out there. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like he's yeah, he's going to be he's going to be a sexy dad. Thirsty ladies, you better lock your doors. I wasn't sure what you were talking about. But then, okay, but then we have that turn of events that happened, which was yeah. really scary and I'm still suffering from PTSD. So 30 minutes after, literally about 35 minutes after we told Anthony's family that we were having a baby, um, I started, I went upstairs. I felt like I had to go to the bathroom. Like I felt like I had to go to the bathroom and I was like, I need a little privacy. So I walked upstairs to the upstairs bathroom. I was not in any pain and I still had to go to the bathroom after this whole thing happened. So what I was experiencing was like a BM symptoms. Mm. I went to the bathroom, I sat down and <clears throat> blood gushed out. And you mm. know how this feels, Michelle, because you went through yes. the exact same thing. Terrifying. It's a heart sinking yeah. moment. Oh my God. I just remember being like, no, no. I just remember just going, no, 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 no. Like I just wanted to like mm. put it all back in there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it was just, I mean, you know, it's a little graphic and, you know, trigger warning for those who have like experienced loss and whatnot. So I just want to give you guys a heads up because this is not, you know, an easy thing to hear or experience, but it was like that initial gush, which that's how you explained yours to Michelle, mm -hmm. right? It was almost like watery blood. 
it was yeah. str- like mm. it was strange and then it turned into thick heavy bleeding mm. um unaccompanied by any pain there was no mm. cramping there was no signal or indication that this was about to happen so I was very unprepared for like that situation um it's a fright and then oh I mean you obviously think the worst is happening of course yeah of course. especially after you- going through a hundred years of um infertility treatment Oh yeah. You're like, Oh, and you know, you're still, we're at 11 weeks right now. Like today's 11 weeks. So when this is being, um, you know, published or put out there, it'll be 11 weeks in a day. You know, you're, you're still in this space of like, let's just get one more week in there. You know, you just hope for the best. So we rushed to the emergency room, but like, it was, you know, when someone was like, Oh, was it like when you wiped? And I was like, no, no, no. I stood up to call for Anthony and my sister-in-law Candace. I just want to I'm going to make her listen to this episode because I have to say that my sister-in-law Candace, who was a nurse, just having her there, having yeah. an, a, a, like a person of science and medical background be there took a little less fear. It added so much comfort. Um, but she is like my little angel nurse lady. So thank you to my sister-in-law Candace. Yeah, you're lucky she, that, like, to have had her there. Could like you just rubbing my hair and just how what? we would have reacted to that if that were on the outside? Oh my god, I don't. I thought about that. And I, it would have been a nightmare. Better, yeah, better Candace was the nurse. so the nurse. calm. I saw a bit of concern in her face, and she was like, "You need to go to the emergency room right now." When I got up to yell, I called them on the phone. Anthony and Candace, they weren't picking up, so I had to stand up and open the door and scream for them. Later, Candy told me that it sounded like I found a dead body upstairs. Like that was my screaming for Candace's mm. name. I mean, bl- even more blood came out onto the floor. It, w- it just like wouldn't stop. So it was much more than a wipe. So, but we get to the emergency room and the, the, the doctors there were amazing. We went to Northwestern where our, our, we, are, our, we are being treated for everything anyways. And he said, listen, we got to look for a couple things. We got to look for a heartbeat and we have to check your cervix to make sure your cervix was closed. Is that what happened to you as well, Michelle? Was that, did they tell you the same? Yeah, sort of. My experience was a little bit different than yours. Um, I don't know. I feel like for my infertility stuff, I went to the chambers of a dungeon to have some of my procedures checked and tested. <laughs> what does that like, mean? <laughs> well, like when I had to get my histocelpenogram, that's the thing where they inject your fallopian tubes with like a, a thick medium to to see if they're open. But you have is to take a before pic- you're pregnant. This is a pre-pregnancy like this thing. Is like okay, I felt like there was just like a lot of like really unfair, inhumane waiting periods. Like when that stuff was blown into me, I was sitting on an X-ray machine waiting for the radiologist to come down like an hour later, and I was like biting on a stick, screaming. Okay, it's so medieval. It's so medieval. And then when I had my bleeding episode, they filled my bladder up with. I had to drink a ton, a ton of water, like an insane amount. And then also felt like I waited an eternity for a ultrasound tech to come down and look at my babies. And how many weeks were you, Michelle? I want to say that I was around like 11, 12, and it went through like the 14th week and then never a thing again. Yeah. It's different for everybody from, so I'll keep going to explain. And I let's, we'll catch up with on your, if you had the same no, thing I had. My story's boring. Keep telling your beautiful story. Let's go. <laughs> So then, so then we checked. And so the ER guy, the doctor, we checked and I, I couldn't see the ultrasound, but then Anthony had a different view. Um, Anthony was such a wonderful human throughout this whole process. Michelle, I have to say he was so, you know, 
calm, but just, I don't know. It's just, yes, the support is just ridiculous. But in any case, um, we were holding hands and he's like, is that a heartbeat? And I was like, you don't, and in my head, I'm thinking, you don't know how to read an ultrasound. Like, let's, let's just not say anything yet, you know? And the doctor's like, yep, we have a heartbeat. And I'm like, I was not, I was expecting to see him. No, I was so relieved. I had cried so much. I don't like, I was getting the swollen eyes. Yeah. I was at the point where I was just so relieved. I was in shock and so relieved, but, um, they had a heartbeat. I was expecting to see an empty for real. Like I just see like the, like my uterus with no little baby in it. I thought maybe I passed it. Cause we, there was passing a blood clots. Candace and I were like fishing through the toilet to see what had come through. Um, and we did see like clots and whatnot. So then yeah. we had to do this. So, so scary, but I didn't care. I was like, I will put my whole hand in and scoop up whatever's in there just to see. And then when I went, by the way, rewinding a little bit, when I went to the bathroom at home, more blood, then I got to the, to the hospital, went to the bathroom and felt something like fall out, which was probably a clot. But before I can even check those freaking hospital bathrooms, they flush, you know, automatically. So they were like, did you see anything in the bath, in the bath, uh, in the toilet? And I was like, it flushed so fast. I couldn't see, but I felt mm. something pass. Um, so thankfully we checked, we had the first check of reassurance, a heartbeat. And then the second check of reassurance was the cervical exam had no idea that, you know, they check a cervix to see if it's opening. Um, because that mm-hmm. means obviously it's passing a baby and it wasn't. So it was closed. So we did that with them. And then the OB team came in the exact same test we ran. And it turns out that, you know, they, they discharged us saying like, right now you have a baby. We don't know what's going to happen from there. Um, so that was, I was on edge for days. And then we went to the doctor just the other day and we had a scan and they found what, um, is somewhat common called a subchorionic hemo hematoma, which is, um, let me just look it up so I can get the proper Michelle. I had no idea. So did they, did you have this? Is this what you had? I don't remember. I, that name, that word sounds familiar, but I honestly think I have like selective memory. Well, I'm just glad that I had like a name for this because I did, I was not feeling great about, and I was here, I was starting to hear like, sometimes this just happens. We don't know why, but so here's what it is. A subchorionic hematoma or hemorrhage is bleeding under one of the membranes that surrounds the embryo inside the uterus. It is a common cause of bleeding in early pregnancy. The main symptom is vaginal bleeding, but many women don't have even any symptoms. They just sometimes see it on the ultrasound. Mm -hmm. So yesterday um, we saw our little gummy bear. It was sleeping mm-hmm. and I didn't know that it like, I did not realize that they like literally chill and sleep. Cause every time we've seen it, it's been moving around. Listen, like at this let stage. me tell you something. <laughs> how your baby is in your belly is true to how they are in real life. Real life. Oh yes. Through little hyper, mm-hmm. little hyper, because mm-hmm. every time we see it, it's like doing somersault, somersault and like <laughs> dancing and then yesterday I was sleeping. I'm like, is it okay? And they're like, oh, it's just resting. And then they jammed the uh, thing and in me a little bit up. more and woke it up and started moving. And that's little that is funny little gummy bear legs. The video you sent, the ultrasound that you sent to me where the baby was sleeping on its side. It's moving. Oh, oh I know. And then it like turns over. And then it turns and wiggles okay. its body. It's so insane. It's oh, so yeah. alien it's so and cute. like magnificent. I can't even. 
<laughs> Anthony and I always are talking about, we're always, every time, every week on the week of our next week, we watch the video of like what's happening. Like right now, like our baby has like a beluga head. It's like forehead mm. is gigantic. Like it takes yeah. up half the body. Yeah. And Anthony and I are like, we're aliens. Humans it's, are alien beings. It's true. It's true. Now, and the things that your body is going to do during the next several months, um, more alien, alien, just dark nipples. Can't wait for the dark nipples. Wild ride. (laughs) Okay. Well, Michelle, let me tell you this. So I have been having the most sexual dreams I've ever had in my entire life. This is TMI, but I'm sharing it because I don't care because I've been doing a ton of reading. Christmas morning, I woke up after a very sexually induced dreams. I mean, these are, I'm waking up like ready to go. It's okay. the strangest thing. And I'm, I'm pretty sure like I maybe climaxed in my dream. I wake up whoa. and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, the day after I was having like gangbang dreams. Okay. Like I'm not whoa. kidding you. Like Michelle, I, <laughs> I tell Anthony and Anthony's like, we were watching Sopranos. He's like, What's going to happen with you and Tony Soprano tonight? I'm like, don't know. I might not even be Tony. Tony, it might be actually all of the men and maybe some women. Oh, but listen to this. My God. But listen to this. So I tell my doctor yesterday, I said, listen, this is really an interesting tidbit. But I'm having very, very erotic dreams. And she started laughing. She's like, oh my God, it's so funny you're telling me this because the patient next door told us the same thing. She's like, they're out of control. I'm like, they are. I said, is it at all possible? Because sometimes orgasms or sexual intercourse trigger these um, subchorionic hematomas. It could happen that it triggers them to like do the bleed. And I asked her this. Yes. And I asked her, I said, could it be that this these um, hormones, because there's so much blood being rushed to my uterus, like out of like excitement, could it be doing this? And she's like, it's possible. She's like, it's, it's one of those things we don't know, but yes. Plus the endometriosis surgery uh-huh. and all that could have ha- had a played a role. So it's all a mystery, but I'll tell you what, I've never had dreams like this in oh my, my entire life. Similar to they're like the same, but different to Michelle power. My friend, Michelle powers the dreams that she would used to have when she was on Chantex, when she was trying <laughs> to quit the SIGs. Hers were so insanely violent and she was driving trucks over (laughs) bodies and stuff. Okay. No, she woke up, she would come to work and she'd be like, I got to sit down. I, and pardon the sound in the background. That's my dishwasher and my sink because we're COVID city over here and I'm in the kitchen, but she would come to work and she would come to work and she'd be like, I need to sit down. I I'm still, I haven't recovered from my dream from last night. And I'm like, tell me what now? And I used to sit down, I'd get my coffee, some popcorn. And she'd be like, well, last night I was in a Humvee and I was totally painted up, totally, you know, all the makeup. And she was driving over, running over bodies, just like on a military Just dead bodies, just dead bodies. Just taking them down. And she was like, just, it was like an honor way to work. Just no big deal. I'm like that Chantex. No. She went back to smoking. No, I would have gone back <laughs> to smoking too. I sometimes think about doing that myself. But no, Chantex. Yeah, I've heard that if you are have, I heard that they induce very insane dreams. Yeah, my pregnancy is not inducing killing dreams, just no. gangbang dreams. Amazing. Well, listen, those hormones. <laughs> I tell you. 
poor Anthony. He's just this, he's like telling them about the dreams now, Lauren. Oh I, I mean, God. these are things that you don't hear about. And I'll be honest with you, like, you don't hear about these sex dreams. Okay. That's like low, you know, no big deal, but the bleeding, mm-hmm. you know, I found I'm on this group in, um, I have an app called what to expect. And there's in a community forum and there, I, you can search the forum and I searched heavy bleeding during pregnancy. And one woman wrote like, we have to normalize bleeding during pregnancy because yeah, it's not healthy ideal. Per se, or, or ideal or, or considered normal, but it is common and it isn't always equate to the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah, I, we just I, need to talk about things more, which is why I think people yeah. are going to appreciate this because if things that like that happen that are even unsettling and not common and people hear about it more than when it happens to them, their first for sure. Oh my God. I can't, the worst. I, the worst. I, I can't tell you how many I've spoken to some friends, you know, privately and been like, dude, we had this fucked up scare. I mean, it was, terrifying and you know it's you hear a lot of like oh I'm just so glad the baby's okay of course but like the mental what what I experienced mentally and emotionally I'm still not recovered from Mm -hmm. it was so insane um and terrifying but when you hear other women your friends who have gone through it and you know you see them with their their beautiful healthy babies and family but then Mm -hmm. you're like oh my god you went through the same thing love to see that you had a healthy pregnancy and baby as a result but the fear that people go through during this is I mean you've said it to me too you're like welcome to being a mom you're Mm -hmm. and and my friend Ellen my my dear friend Ellen is like and now you know what worrying is (laughs) yep it's the great joy and (laughs) agony of becoming a mother yeah so that's my story Sticking to well, it. Well, I am so glad, honey, that you have finally we've we turned that corner and you finally get to share the news with the world because holy crap, you've certainly I mean, you, you put the effort in. I'll tell you that. You guys put you A for effort. We did A for effort. And you know, I'm still, you know, you still have anxiety. There's still like that lingering mm. like worry, but I'm trying to my friend Kasha gave me the best piece of advice about having a mantra. So every morning when I wake up, I have a mantra and she helped me pick some and like, and you, you helped me change it a little bit the other day. And when it was like, my baby has a healthy heartbeat, my baby is strong. And like just repeating these things over Mm. and over Mm. in your head really help you kind of stay present and keep your focus, not on the dark side, because it's very easy. It's really easy to go there. Very easy. Yeah. So that's that. amazing. People, Lauren. Yeah. People have asked if we're finding out a gender. We're not, we're going to surprise ourselves on that one as well. And will you share your names with the listeners or are you going to keep that? I'm going to wait on that a little bit. I'm going to wait. I like telling people, but I'm going to wait on the name. I love that them. you like telling people. Like, I love that you, my kids asked and you told them because I have been in very uncomfortable conversations know, where my I crying know. children were like, what, what are you going to name it? And I watched the parents dance around the privacy, the name privacy game. And I was like, Oh, oh my God, I'm going to throw myself into a garbage can because this kid, my kid was like, tell me the name. What's the name? I don't mind sharing it, but I think it's more fun to kind of have the conversation and that, you know, it's funny when people are like, Oh, that's cute. And it's like, well, it's not, oh, this, I, oh, so I'm glad well, it's about not that. It's not Bruce. It's not Bruce, right but I will that. say it's 
there are they are names that are um, family names, but they're unique names. Mm. And then the way that we're matching them up with other names. Love it. So yeah, that is that. So I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled that you now know and I don't Mm. have to keep secrets and that, Mm. you know, it's, you know, it's just a fun, exciting, terrifying time. Ah, you couldn't have said it better. And now you get to yeah, sit so, back and relax and hibernate a little bit and do some, some reading. <laughs> I'm in a, I've been reading. I've just been reading. Yeah. Where I'm on, uh, I call it couch rest because I'm on the couch and yeah, I'm not, I can not even to walk for exercise. So I am to do nothing except mm-hmm. for eat and read and work and watch Sopranos. <laughs> I have enjoyed eating with you since the child has inhabited yeah, your womb. But you're still kicking my ass in the eating. You put, you can put it down. Lauren, one day you did order a smoothie and an avocado toast from Owl and Mark. <laughs> and that was so out of character for you. It was mind blowing, but we've definitely been breaking bread and eating more bread together because you have, I've never carbs. seen you eat so many carbs. I want more. That's all I want. I've been, I've been eating pasta for days. I know. God bless. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Literally enjoy it. We went to the grocery store after our appointment yesterday though. And I stacked up on like really, really healthy treats. I'm making a granola. I'm trying to like limit it to just like dark chocolate and not like have any like fucked up treats in here that are just garbage, garbage. If you want those, just come to my house. But dad and Debbie are driving over your uh, Kellogg's wreaths that you made oh. the <laughs> for They're Christmas. Delicious. So I'm going to put those, I'm going to open my mouth and put them put down them in my mouth, put them down, put them down. Michelle, what are you most excited about, about being an aunt to a baby? Um, being able to actually like hold it and like, <laughs> like bond with it and get to know it. Like all of my, my siblings, sisters had babies. We had babies like at the same time I had freaking two. So I couldn't literally I like waved in like a passing car at kids because I was just hanging on by a thread trying to keep my two from not getting hit by a car or something so I'm really excited to like spend a lot of time and get to know and just be like a present aunt really for the first time Mm -hmm. really you so Mm -hmm. really I didn't realize that as you mean for like the baby portion for all you're definitely well you're present now yes I'm correct but like the new like just that (laughs) new phase of being it's going to be a completely different experience because of where I am in my life with my kids and their age and stuff and I'm and it's we're gonna have a baby like we you are but we are (laughs) gonna have like a baby in the house and that is going to be like the kids are so are they excited like they're like we are our family's growing we are gonna have another cousin this is awesome yeah that brings it to a total of seven mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's on our so side. fun and then five on the other side yeah it'll be great well I'm excited to have a baby to meet our fun family because mm. it is in for a wild ride it sure is sure is <laughs> so you need You're to so great. Enjoy, enjoy this quiet time while you can yes I agree Take it all in yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. I just finished a book and I'm going to start this new book called Chasing the Boogeyman. I just oh. finished talk. Yeah, it's a crime. It's supposed to be it's a quick read. It's going to be fast and scary, I'm hoping and thrilling and chilling. Um, I just finished talking to strangers what we should know about the people we don't know by Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell, who wrote Blink and the Tipping Point. 
point. You yeah, know, I love books. him. I love him. So you read his books, right? I've read Outliers. I've read The Tipping Point. I don't know he's what great. else. He's great. He's an awesome podcast. Yep. I highly recommend talking to strangers. He talks about why so much shit in society goes wrong because we don't know how to work with one another based on just understanding people. Can are you reading anything? Yeah, I'm reading so many things. Um, I've got, I brought three books. First of all, Loesch, my birthday's coming up. Loesch, our aunt sent me a box of books, which was like the biggest, there's no greater box one can receive. Now, do you know, so, these are books that she has read that she's passing on. She to read you. one of them and the other two, she kind of just picked because she thought that I would be into. And so I started reading this one. It's called the stone boudoir and oh. basic, and it's travels through the hidden villages of Sicily. And basically it's a compilation of like shorter stories of, um, like different family, Italian, Sicilian experiences in these like really like, um, uh, off the beaten path mountain towns that like barely anyone lives there or people know about. So I'm like enjoying, you know, reading a, like a chapter or whatever here it's and like there. Traveling. It's like traveling through literature. It's really making me the, the Italian, like the need to go to Italy burn. Like it's, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I, I started reading the song of Achilles by Madeline Miller before like the craziness of the holidays. And that's like the, um, the mythology novel that, um, I, I don't know. I just, I love her other books. Is that, and is that a follow-up? Is that a follow-up to Circe? It's not a follow-up. It's just, just a separate, it's a separate story. Okay. And then also Lauren, I'm obsessed with the book you gave me, the Snowy Cabin Cookbook. It I'm is, so glad you like it. I there are so many people. I'm give, give, I'm going to also get this book for some friends that have cabins that actually look like the cabin on the cover of this book, which is an A-frame, and also like just it's just such a wonderful, delightful, inspiring. The meals are incredible. Yeah, already, I wanted to ask you, how are the recipes? So the recipes are really cool. Like it's very, very much geared towards like the snowy cabin, like right now, hunker down life. And one that I kind of already copied off of was this like tin fish picnic idea that they have. Like if you're going out in the woods, whatever, this was more geared toward like a a hike in the woods and wanting to bring a snack. Like they totally... It's all about tin fish. Now I don't know about you, but like I'm in what, like smoked, tin fish. You like love smoked like, oysters, like yep. tuna, whatever, tuna. all of those things. But I rip. I I did a riff on that because we had so much fish left over from our Christmas Eve that I made like a little bit different version of a board with some smoked white fish and some crab salad, and I threw some nuts and like some different accoutrements that I had in my fridge. And I don't know. I just I love it. It's such a fun one to chill and look at. Dude, Michelle, you need to get, and I, I'll it? put all of these, I'll put all of these books in the show notes, you guys. So if you're trying to like write them down, I'll just include them. There. We'll make a blog post too. This is called the complete Mediterranean cookbook. This was a gift from a friend because I was at their house and I was eating their hummus that they made. And they're like, oh, we gave, we got it from this cookbook. And then they snuck the book in our car as we were That's leaving awesome. their house in Wisconsin. That's so cute. So as you know, Mediterranean diet is great for brain health and this is not just like your Italian kind of cooking. There is some pasta, but there's a ton of fish. There's a ton of healthy grains, good soups. It's almost like Greek 
there's chickpea. So it almost say like a little bit of like Middle Eastern, a little bit, and then Italian Yum. fare, easy, wholesome, nourishing, cozy foods. Um, I highly, highly recommend this. I mean, like today I'm going to make, um, I mean, there's a ton of farro dishes, um, but let me just give you like Yum, an example. Of what, yeah. Ever. You love farro, a Greek white bean soup that it's going to be like, you know, for this week. Um, roasted beet salad salad with blood oranges and almonds mm, mm, kale mm. salad with sweet potatoes and pomegranate vinaigrette like really just like whole foods a lot of dark leafy greens My which we know is it's just and I feel like your family would die for some like they would just love a great sides great just excellent Yum, okay I there's over 500 recipes in here um, so yeah, and then Michelle, I just want you to know that on my list to read also is the Nightingale, Harry Potter, and Anne of Green Gables. Stop it. Yeah. I've never read some... Anne of Green Gables. I've only um, binge watched this. Very... But the Nightingale and Harry Potter, oh, so good. Yeah. So that's it, Michelle. Michelle, Sounds I wanted to amazing. say thank you. What? You've been such a great, you've been such a great sister throughout this whole thing too. Um, you've been very patient with my um, ups and downs. There's only downs one way to be. And all of our doctor's appointments and everything. And I know you'll be, you're right. And I really, 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 and my moodiness and my highs and lows. Mm -hmm. So thank you, sister. I hey, appreciate man. you. And I'm excited for you to be an aunt again. Me too. I'm, I'm sorry that you couldn't come there. I, I'm sorry you weren't there. I'm sorry you weren't there for the surprise. It was it was the worst Christmas ever for us, but I'm glad that you're pregnant. All right, you guys. Well, I hope we hope that you're all staying healthy and COVID free as best as you can. Probably um, not going to be though. Probably not going to be. <laughs> Just going to tell you, safety is straight. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to be the optimistic one. Michelle will be the more realistic one. So you guys stay COVID or stay, stay cozy guys. Stay cozy. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Hey, Michelle, you want to know what my favorite functional accessory is? I already know. It's that Marlowe and Olive Turkish towel of yours. I'm pretty obsessed with mine, too. What do they call it? A Peshtimel? That's right, a Peshtimel, because it is so much more than just a towel. I am totally obsessed with them. I always travel with one because they have so many uses. I use it for a blanket, a wrap, a bathing suit cover-up. Plus, there's always one in my car because every car needs a blanket, just in case. Now that's good thinking. I'm loving their hair towels. They're so much better for your hair, super absorbent, and I honestly feel like it makes my hair less frizzy. The Peshtimels are so soft and cozy. I love the idea of having a basket of them and bringing them outside to wrap ourselves with when sitting around the bonfire. And of course, I love snuggling up with one while reading my favorite book. Oh, that sounds nice. And honestly, Lauren, every human on planet Earth should have a Peshtimel. They are so versatile. They come in a variety of patterns and sizes. Marlo and Olive will even add fleece to any Peshtimel to make them even more cozy. They can also custom embroider any item. These Turkish treasures make for such great gifts for everyone, from babies to bridesmaids to grandmas. So this holiday season, shop local, shop small, shop women-owned businesses. Shop Marlowe and Olive at www.marloweandolive.com. Oh, and for all of our Cozy Convo listeners, use our code, COZYLIFE, to get 15% off of your very first purchase.
Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Stay cozy.